You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Thank you for listening to episode 22 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 17th of December. Legendary trainer David Ellsworth announced his retirement from the training ranks this week and spoke with Nick on Thursday about why the time was right and his plans for the future. Trainer Rafe Beckett also paid tribute to David Ellsworth's career alongside Lee Mottishead in a rather heartwarming episode. Bryony Frost was once again in the headlines this week after her interview with the Sun newspaper following Robbie Dunn's hearing. She discussed the initial reaction from her colleagues to Dunn's behaviour and the reasons behind why she felt she had to take her case to the BHA. Yesterday we learned that champion jockey Asheen Murphy has temporarily relinquished his licence while he engages fully with medical support. It transpired that his positive alcohol test at Newmarket in October was his second offence of that nature in 12 months, with the first at Chester back in May. We also learned that he breached COVID protocols back in 2020. Looking ahead to the racing this weekend, the feature action comes from Ascot, where John Joe O'Neill Jr. looks to have a really good book of rides, and I caught up with him a bit earlier to get his thoughts on their chances. John Joe, we'll start with Champ, who headlines your rides tomorrow in the Long Walk Hurdle. He's a horse with a huge amount of ability and one who probably hasn't yet reached his full potential, even though he's a Grade 1 winner. Reverting back to hurdles, how exciting is it to pick up a ride like this? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very grateful to, to get a ride like Champ. You know, obviously, um, he, he's a Grade 1 horse. Um, he, the last time he ran over hurdles, he, he won a Grade 1 at Aintree. Uh, he obviously didn't have the, the best preparation last year, but you know, he, he still managed to come second in the game spirit over two months. So he's a horse that's got plenty of ability. Um, I think reverting back to hurdles is a good idea. Um, and it might just help his confidence a bit. Uh, obviously, it's a shame buzzes out. Uh, we know today. Um, I suppose it opens the race up a little bit more as well. Um, and yeah, he's a horse, he's a horse that. You, you wouldn't surprise if he, if he ran a very, very big race. Um, but no, I'm delighted to get the call up on him. And have you been in on and sat on him at all or had much encouragement from the Henderson team about his preparation? Yeah, so I, sw- I, sw- I, sw- I actually went in on uh, Tuesday to Nicky's at Seven Barrows and um, I gave him a nice breeze and I scored him over five hurdles and uh, he scored very well. He worked well. Um, so, you know... He, John Bond won well today as well. Nicky's also in good form, um, so I think everyone everyone is excited excited to see him running. Uh, and as I said, the, the race is open. There's no standout horse necessarily. Probably Time Hill is probably the one that we all have to fear. He's a very good horse. I think he can put a line through his last run in France, and um, all through last year he was a model of consistency. So I think he's the one that we all have to beat. Another outside ride you've got is Pencil Full of Lead in the graduation chase. 
trained by Gordon Elliott, that's a nice and hopefully fruitful association to have, as he seems to be sending over quite a lot of horses for some nice Saturday races. How did that come about? Yeah, it's um, it's nice to get a ride uh, for Gordon. Uh, I spent two summers there as a teenager and had a brilliant time. He was very, very good to me. Um, and it's great. I've had a couple rides for him before, but um, nothing quite like the horse uh, Pencil of Lead. Um, so it, it's nice as well from Rob Corn, Mr. Atchison. Um, I I rode for him a few weeks ago at Aintree. I let him down. Actually, I, I, I fell off Chris's dreams, but um, obviously these things happen and hopefully we can right the wrong uh, tomorrow. And so Pencil for Lead, he's six pounds clear on ratings. Is he one that you can go into the race fairly hopeful of if he copes with the quicker ground? Yeah, I mean, there's not lo- there's not loads of runners. Um, so I'm going to study him tonight, look at all his races, Richard Blackmore won on him uh, twice uh, last year. And, you know, I'll just study them. And I'll speak to Robbie Powell and Rachel tonight and, and uh, Gordon in the morning and, and just get a feel for him. Um, you know, he's obviously clear in ratings and uh, hopefully I'll just treat it fairly straightforward. You know, you've got to got to ride like a horse like that that is clear on ratings like he's the best horse in the race and um, keep things very simple there's no point over complicating things in a race like that I don't think. You've also got Palmer's Hill for your dad he won at Weatherby last time taking advantage of the lower chase mark than he had over hurdles he's pretty lightly raced for a horse about turn nine so do you think there's still more to come from him? Yeah he's a, he's a horse you know we, we really look forward to at the beginning of his career um, he gave me my first ever Cheltenham winner, so he'll always have a special place in in my heart, really. Um, unfortunately, he's hardly been seen since. I think he's only, I think it was three years ago, and he's only ran three times since. So he's um, he's a horse with plenty of issues. Um, JP and the man's family have been very patient with him. Uh, but he is a horse with a fair amount of ability on his day when he's right. Uh, Tom Skew gave him a great ride the other day at Weatherby to win um, and you know obviously going to Ascot now he's in a he's in a in deeper waters he's going to he's going to find it tougher but uh, I think a track like that will suit him and uh, trip is right ground is probably okay and uh, yeah I'm hoping he has the potential to improve but um, like he's not been the easiest easiest horse to train at all now. No, you can see that from his record. You're reunited with Cloth Cat in the listed handicap chase. You've ridden him once before. Do you remember when that was? It was at Huntingdon a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> January 2018, you were a £7 claimer. Um, yeah. he, re- he made the running in the Hennessy last time, faded late on into sixth. What did you make of that run? I thought it was a brilliant run, you know... Uh, Obviously, not many horses win two Hennessy's um, in a lot of weight, and uh, he obviously just didn't have the legs for it up the straight, but he ran very well, uh, jumped very well. He's a horse, obviously, I haven't had much to do with in public, um, only having ridden him once, but uh, I've ridden him a lot at home. Obviously, I know him I know him well from uh, dads and schooled him plenty and worked in plenty, so uh, I'm looking forward to getting back on him. Uh, Skew is obviously at Haydock, uh, and... Um, no, it's a nice opportunity. He is usually better left-handed, but you know he's a great jumper, Touchwood, and um, we're just trying to do the same thing. But you know he, he's been a brilliant horse 
for us. Um, he owes us nothing, but it, hopefully, hopefully he can win a couple more nice spots. He looked to have a relatively hard race in the Hennessy that day. It was only three weeks ago, but I assume he's showing you plenty of spark at home to be out again sort of quite soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, he's an out-and-out um, galloper. The ground wasn't too testing that day, so hopefully, you know, it, it wasn't really, really tough work for him. Um, but obviously, yeah, it wasn't too long ago, but he's come out of the race really well. Um, and it was either this or the Roland Merrick. Um, uh, and we just thought we'd, we'd have a go going this way, and um, if not, we can we can take stock again and look again. But I, I think it's definitely worth the opportunity. It's a good part as well. Finally, just a quick word on Gary Clermont, who runs in the last. Yeah, uh, I was very annoyed with myself the last day he should have won at Ascot. Um, my thinking, my thinking was that day we were dropping back to. To two miles from two and a half, uh, so I knew he stayed. I actually needed more company going to the second last and the last, and I, and I, and I couldn't. I didn't want to be taking him back then, knowing he does get two and a half, uh, and then get beat for speed. So that's why I went on. But as soon as I went on, he just looked at the crowd and looked at the stands and just pulled up with me, uh, missed the last, and and then ran on again. But I was very annoyed. I was trying to do the right thing. And I think I did, but it obviously just didn't work out that day. I think he'll be better in a better race now, and hopefully they'll take him through the race a little bit longer. Um, and, yeah, he's an interesting runner. Obviously, this is a different Ken the Fish to the last day. Um, but he's a horse that is quietly improving, um, and I, I'm expecting a, a good run from him. Well, John Joe, thanks so much for your time, and best of luck tomorrow. Thank you. Cheers, John. As John Joe mentioned, sadly Buzz won't be joining Champ for the Henderson team in tomorrow's long walk hurdle after suffering a suspected fractured pelvis this morning on the gallops and we're keeping our fingers crossed for his recovery. We do though have last year's winner Paisley Park who'll be looking to win this race for the third time. However, this season he's looked to find things happening a bit quick for him at this level. Tom Bellamy is on board for the first time with Aidan Coleman serving a ban and it would be nice to see him finishing well up the hill. Second to him last year, just run down in the final strides, was Time Hill, and he's the highest rated horse in the race. However, he ran no race in France last time, which his trainer Philip Hobbs said he hoped was down to the very heavy going. But he's won on soft ground over here, and so the well-being of his horse has to be a bit of a concern going into this, as well as how much that race took out of him. One who always seems to run his race is the ultra-consistent Ronald Pump, who heads over from Ireland in search of his first grade one. He's been knocking on the door and unfortunately for him, he manages to bump into some very good horses, none more so than Honeysuckle. Three miles seems to have been the making of Thomas Darby, who won the long distance hurdle at Newbury last time, having looked an unlikely winner turning in. The stiff finisher Ascot you imagine will play to his strengths and Tom Stanley caught up with his trainer Ollie Murphy earlier in the week to first ask about Thomas Darby and then to get the lowdown on his other runners over the weekend. Yeah, he was good at Newbury the last day. Um, first time I fitted him with a tongue strap so hopefully he'll have the, the, the same desired effect on Saturday but uh, listen, it looks competitive. Um, he's a seven or eight to one shot. Hopefully he's a good each way chance. We'll look forward to running him. So, so was was that the key? Do you think that the tongue strap, or, or was it also, you know, a, a, a well-run race over three miles? 
Yeah, I'd say a strongly run race helped him, and hopefully that tongue tie just helped him that little bit as well. So, uh, yeah, everyone, everyone went right for him. Um, I thought he won very well at the line, and uh, I'd be really interested to see him take on plenty of those again. Obviously, he came to, to the staying division late last year, given that he, he tried at an entry. You, you, you've had a clear crack at three miles from the start of this season. D- d- has that made a difference, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think he's been crying out for a trip. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a, a, a big plus for him. who's just getting run off his feet at, at two and a half. So, uh, yeah, he seems a better horse at three and hopefully that will carry on being the case. What, what ground-wise, do you, do you just want similar to Newbury last time yeah, or, or is he versatile? I just hope it's not kind of holding sticking ground like it was in uh, Weatherby. That's the only thing I wouldn't want it to be. But, uh, yeah, he handles soccer ground fine as long as he can get through it and uh, hopefully a strong run race, he'll, uh, he'll have a good trade chance. And did he need the run at Weatherby? I don't think he did. I, Sean Byrne just thought he hated the ground, so uh, it was very sticky and holding that day. Um, so uh, that's, uh, that's the excuse we had anyway, but... Hmm. Uh, yeah, all went well at, at Newbury and uh, hopefully everyone can, uh, everyone can go well again Saturday. All right, Calypso Colonge, Tommy Whittle, lines up. Yeah, hadn't, run, hadn't won an awful long time since winning in Kelso the last day. Loves heavy ground, stays really well. Fergus Gregory gets on well with him and uh, yeah, he's gone up a few pounds the handicap. He's not getting any younger, but at those staying marathon trips now, he's, he, he's a consistent type. He's run well in the race before and yeah, I don't see any reason why he couldn't run a big race. Yeah, he was second a couple of years ago, wasn't he? That, that form that's, that's worked out pretty well. Is he, a, is he a better horse now? Is he a stronger stayer now? Yeah, I think he could well be. Um, he used to be very keen. Um, the hood's now come off him. We're able to ride him more positively as well. So, uh, yeah, I think he's matured uh, in his in his older age. Um, loves heavy ground. Um, touch with jumps great. And, uh, yeah, look forward, to, look forward to running him. you got two entered in the uh, two-mile-three handicap hurdle. McElduff heads, heads the anti-post market. Is he a likely runner? Yes, I would imagine he definitely will run. He's got a lovely weight at the bottom of the the bottom of the weights. Um, they went very steady in Cheltenham on his last start. It didn't suit him. He stayed going well. Uh, his his long term target is the Lanzarote. I think we need to go a few time to get in. So uh, really look forward to running him. The trip would be on the sharp side, but uh, I think heavy ground will just slow everyone down. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to running him. And lastly, yeah, Fergus Gregory's jocked up on Michael Duff. I don't know if that's he's definitely going to partner him, but you must have been delighted for Fergus to ride out his claim. Yeah, very proud of him. Um, been with me since pretty much day one. So, uh, yeah, fully-fledged jockey now, and he's going to have to have to keep improving. Um, he's uh, a, a really good guy, um, works really hard, struggles with weight a little bit, but he's got that under control now, and uh, hopefully he'll start getting more opportunities elsewhere. He'll carry on being supported by me, and uh, hopefully he can keep stepping up the ladder. I'll be following John Joe and Ollie's horses tomorrow at Ascot. I hope you enjoy the action. Nick will be back with you on Monday to bring you the latest news from over the weekend. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.